the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Greetings and welcome, everyone, to this episode of AV Nation TV's Connected. I'm your host, David Danto, and I have one guest with me, one, one, single one, simple, individual, single person, but he is the most prominent social media person that I know. Short of being just a celebrity for the sake of being a celebrity, when you want to be an intelligent and an influencer, it's him. Evan Christel, thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I, I think we're on what, number 50 or 45? 47. It's connected 47. Lucky 47. I'm taking it to Vegas. I, I got to do something uh, special for 50. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet. but That's going to be a big one. Out. And uh, congratulations. That's no small feat. Um, you know, part of what I do is just showing up like every day <laughs> on social media. So part so, of, uh, of, of that is consistency at, over time. So you, you've, uh, you've, you've earned your chops here. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, so, so for people who don't know you, and I can't imagine that there are a lot of them if they own a computer, but, but, but assume so for a second. Who, who is Evan Christel? How do you describe yourself? I'm not famous. So I, I have uh, the social media audience of a famous person without being famous. So I'm not a politician. I'm not media. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a rock star. On and on and on. I'm just a guy who happened to work in our industry, uh, enterprise tech, for 30 years and happens to be obsessed with social media. So over the decade, I, I've built an audience of half a million followers on all the various platforms. And I've done it just through showing up consistently day in, day out, and, and frankly, volume, uh, but also focus on a few areas I'm personally, professionally obsessed with, including video, among others. And um, yeah, there, there's no like uh, silver bullet or, or tips or tricks or hacks or things I, I can share per se, but i um, happy to share more about my story. And, and without getting into too much of the dirty details that would be inappropriate to share, you, you can say you're doing it for a living now, aren't you? You are, you are hired yeah. I am a hired gun. So unlike our analyst friends who have to have an air of, you know, uh, independence and not aligned, uh, I am a marketeer. I, I like uh, promoting, advocating, you know, evangelizing for clients that I work with. And I do it in a fun way, but also educational, hopefully entertaining. You know, it's, it's not like what you do, edutainment, right? I think that's what people want these days. Okay, well, the, that's awesome. Um, what is the Twitter handle for people who don't know, and 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 what are the other social media platforms that you're on? You know, it's Evan Kerstell uh, on Twitter. Uh, obviously, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's become an amazing media destination, mm -hmm. content creation platform, and then all the same, all the things, right? Whether it's you know Facebook, uh, Instagram, Clubhouse, Reddit, Quora, Nextdoor.com is one I signed up for. Uh, recently. So, you know, there are so many platforms. Frankly, I'm beginning to like the more niche uh, platforms uh, or the groups, you know, the WhatsApp groups or the DM groups. We're in some smaller, more tight-knit communities. And that's a lot of where the fun and the action is, frankly, mm -hmm. is taking your community kind of offline or in a, in a, in a subreddit or, or something 
to have really more direct engagement and interaction. And those are engagements that you'll do personally. You'll be on, obviously you can't, you know, uh, preload something on Reddit, I don't think. That would be something where you're responding to other people and, and, uh, and listing things yourself and, and, and really being personally involved in a lot of this. Yeah, wherever there's great content, I mean, I, I find myself. And so, you know, my email newsletter is on Twitter and LinkedIn. And I was going to ask you about your newsletter. Let's, 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 let's take that for a second. You had launched that pretty recently. Let, let us, what is the newsletter all about? The newsletter is based on a uh, platform that was acquired by Twitter called Review. And basically, it links up traditional email newsletters with social. So you can publish your email newsletter on a platform that is owned by Twitter now, which means it has the social reach of a social network combined with all the tools of of building, you know, uh, an email uh, newsletter with all the tools you need to to manage that email list. And it's fantastic. And LinkedIn's doing a similar thing. So it's an old adage, nothing new under the sun, right? I mean, everyone said email is dead. As a communications and marketing tool, it's not. Uh, when people were predicting video, you know, was dead. Of course, the pandemic uh, changed that uh, view. So we're all glued to our screens. And um, live streaming, which is a new sort of hobby over the pandemic. I'm out less, and so I've started live streaming uh, with friends and family and then clients. And uh, that's been a boom, you, you know, over the platform. So... You know, I really enjoy experimenting, whether it's platforms or modalities, uh, uh, audio, video, you know, texting, messaging, all, all the different ways we can communicate. I like playing around with. Yeah. And, and I certainly follow you. I'm mean, certainly not on all of them, but on most of them in, in that, you know, y- you will be a source of news for things that I haven't heard about. So, so in addition to you promoting things for your clients, um, you're also curating news in the technology space. Um, you, I know you do, help me with that. I know, I know you do med tech. I know you do collaboration. You do a lot with Dave Michaels, a good friend of both of ours, um, uh, and, and general IT and security. What, are you, what do you consider your top you know, four or five you know, subject matter expert areas? Yeah, things that I'm personally interested in, uh, 5G, the Internet of Things, AI, cloud, of course, the AV world and how it impacts the enterprise and the smart home, and, and, and those, those are things that I really search out uh, news stories for, just like sort of in the old days, you'd have an editor at a newspaper, remember newspapers, or, you know, so curating, or ABC, always be curating. People wonder, well, what do I post? I don't know what to post, and just find interesting articles and stories and attach yourself to them and add how, color commentary. It's really easy. How much of what we see from you is you live doing it real time versus content that you may have preloaded or put up on some of the systems that you know you can uh, you can tweet with in advance? I'm just curious, you know, how much is real time versus just stuff you've t- dumped in? It's about half and half, and uh, I, I find people are, you know, either in the camp of doing it all personally or automating it all, and I think both camps kind of got it wrong. I use automation intelligently on my feeds to plan and to schedule in advance. And then on top of that, I go in and use the apps uh, hands-on and leveraging all the little uh, peculiarities of, of, of the apps these days to great effect. You can now co-tweet. I don't know if you knew that, Dave, but you can co-tweet. We can schedule and, and synchronize it and publish a tweet together. So there are all these little things within the apps. Uh, LinkedIn has a live, you can do live video. Mm-hmm 
on LinkedIn. So all of a sudden your, your network can see you directly. So all of these things require you to be in the app. You can't necessarily schedule, but it's both. Like I've, I've tweeted over a million times over like 13 years. Obviously couldn't do that all auto, uh, by hand. Right. So the difference between somebody who does this all in an automated manner and what you do is I notice that every once in a while you, you tweet something that really catches me. Most of the time you tweet something that catches my eye. But every once in a while I'll pick up something that I feel I want to respond to respond to either to elaborate or a funny snarky response or whatever and you're there in real time some of them develop into conversations some of them develop into days-long chats between a number of participants we had a recent one of those in our industry so, so there's nothing wrong with using as you say the automation intelligently um, as long as you are still engaging with the community when the community has some questions you know just as we were coming on the air there was a there was a tweet let me, let me make sure that I get it right there was a tweet that um, um, uh, Tesla's unlimited connectivity plan includes navigate, including navigation now expires after eight years. So I, I quoted that tweet and said, or if there are any undisclosed bots in the, in the software, um, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes the jokes are just there. You might as well take them. The straight lines come up. You, you gotta take the jokes. Um, and you know, people are, go to social media, not just to be informed, like you're in a classroom or a lecture, you know, they want to be entertained and they want to have fun. And it's kind of a bit of escapism as well as, as information mm -hmm. and news you're going for. So you really, even if you're a company, a big company, you got to be funny and interesting. Uh, otherwise you're going to get lost in the noise. Look at Elon. I mean, the guys love him or hate him. He, he's pretty funny a lot sometimes. So, you know, that's, that's the, that's the, 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 my mission as well. For, the, for those of us that don't own companies as large as Tesla, that we work for companies like that, you also have to be skilled to understand the line. And I, and I, can't, I couldn't even give you a detailed explanation of where the line is, but you know when you've crossed it. Um, there will be, and I don't know about you, and I'd be curious if you tell me, but there will be times that I will be typing a tweet and I will be halfway through the tweet and I will say, this is not going to do anything good for anybody. And I just delete it. And it's something well, here, I really wanted to say. But I'll give you an example of what, you tell me whether I cross the line. New York state is updating its sexual harassment laws, state laws, to incorporate the new world of remote work and Zooming. And so basically they're changing their practices and policies to, to be reflect the real way in which people are working, remote work and on cameras and so forth. So I, I tweeted, I, I suggested we call this law the Tubin law. Now, did I cross the line there or was that like on the line? What, what, what do you think? Uh, if if that's all you said, if you if you retweeted a, a you know an announcement and you put it in over there, I consider that appropriate snark. Okay, good. Okay, well, I work for myself. I don't have an HR manager to uh, respond to. But yes, yeah. in all seriousness, it is a problem. And I know people at big companies who've been fired for things that happen on social, yeah. uh, it's, let it's alone a, DMs and private messages. Yeah. It's a very dangerous thing. And and I and you know and, and you know for my day job I work for Polly. Um, and I and 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 I have the key, I have more keys than I would like to have honestly, <laughs> to things that I could do where, where when I'm typing, it's not coming out in my name, it's coming out in Polly's name. So I have to be very careful with a lot. Also, you were talking about um, LinkedIn Live, which is, goes right along with this stuff. Um, I'm now using, um, on top of the technology I was using to do the, the Polly Weekly News Show, which I do every week. If you're not watching Polly Weekly News, please watch it for nobody else for me. Um, we now use a tool called Restream, 
which um, lets the live video cut across all the platforms simultaneously. We're on all our Twitter accounts, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, all this at the same time, live or pre-recorded, however I've done it. So, you know, it's, it's a powerful engine and you have to be very careful. You have to know the things you can't say. Here's all the stuff that, you know, you never say to anybody. Here's all the stuff that you can't say right now. And here's all the stuff that you probably could say, but don't. Just please don't. Um, and, and you have to keep that in the back of your mind, but yet still seem to be fresh and exciting and, and, and represent, you know, your, your, the brands you're representing or the ones that, are, that have hired you in, in ways that are interesting and get people engaged. It's not easy. It's not easy. And it's not well understood. Marketeers really don't appreciate that people like to engage with people on social media and that yeah. brands just have this natural disadvantage. Yeah. I don't care how big or well-known your brand is. People just don't engage in the way they do with people. Hence back to Alan, I hate to always use him, but look at his audience of a hundred plus million followers versus Tesla's of, you know, 20 million because Alan gets the attention. David Danto, uh, you know, doing this as his own media company, I know you work for a company, but but you know you're you're your own media personality now. So we all have to realize this. It's a brave new world with um, media and content and social. Well, I'm I'm very lucky in that I I, I cut my chops. First of all, I've been doing this for four decades, um, and I cut my chops. Very, very, very the gray is hereditary. You get it from your kids. Um, the uh, the I started in the broadcasting industry. And I used to teach yeah, broadcasting at, full circle. at the City University. Exactly. I would tell people that if you're in a room with microphones and a camera, assume your mother and the Pope is always on the other side. Never say anything that you're going to be, you're going to regret talking about. I mean, you might even regret talking about that now, but it's a true story. Um, so, so I understand media training. I also have the ability to understand the technology coming from a technology side. I was the one who built, if you remember, um, a Mike Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg TV's original multi-screen with a lot of the tickers and the stock information. I was the one who right. built that, you know, going back in the, the, the mid-1990s um, for all those TV and radio stations. So, so I can manage the fact that I'm now looking at, without exaggeration, nine screens um, two lights and I have to remember to not look at you even though I want to look at you because I like looking at you and connecting with you as a human being I have to look at the camera because I want people to think I'm looking at you so it's, it's, it's actually not very easy and the hardest part that I find isn't curating the social it's curating the one-on-one -on -one conversations because without exaggeration right now I have four emails in front of me plus Twitter plus LinkedIn plus Facebook, and on any one of those platforms, a customer or a client of my company or Polly might be reaching out to me. And the hard part is not engaging with them because if they reached out to me, I'm going to reach back out to them. You know, knowledge of a problem is ownership. The hard part is remembering where that communication came from three weeks down the road because there's no way to aggregate the various channels. I don't know how you manage it. You must have the same problem. Well, it requires uh, a certain a peculiar skill uh, around uh, multi-threading, I wouldn't say multitasking, but kind of running all these like threads, almost tabs in parallel. And um, yeah, it's not for the, it requires a very unusual uh, personality, no disrespect uh, to manage that kind of thing. And um, it requires being very open. I mean, you're very open, you're a very open person. Frankly, a lot of people aren't. They don't want to share their personal life. They don't want their backgrounds, their real-world backgrounds shown. A lot of, you know, the, this Gen Z, this upcoming generation, they've stopped posting. I mean, a lot of them are, are, are quite private in, uh, 
in their in their social and digital habits. So we got to look at, at at the whole you know the whole world in terms of you know generational and uh, you know type of industry. And you know so many industries are are kind of stuck and and not uh, adapting and adopting these these new tools. So it's really fascinating to be an observer. Well, you, you also have to understand the nuances of various social media platforms. I mean, I go, I go back to the old joke that I've posted a few times that I like, that no one is as happy as they seem on Facebook and no one is as angry as they seem on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, you have to understand what knowledge, what messaging you want to put out on the various platforms and how and why. Um, and once you understand that and, you, and you've got that list of you, the, the, the do's and don'ts, um, you can be pretty successful. And I love talking with our customers. Um, even before social media, customers used to come up to me because they would read my blogs and they would say, oh, I've read your stuff for years. You know, I know you. And, you know, it's, 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 it's genuine. That's one of the reasons why nothing against my analyst friends, because I love all of them very much. And, you know, to, to a certain degree, I kind of have one foot in the analyst camp. But I've never actually been successful at being an analyst because I feel a lot of industry analysts, at least in my space and collaboration, need to say good things about companies in order for companies to pay them. Um, and they have to make a living that way, and I get that. But I, it's very hard for me to take something that I see that isn't very good and say it's very good just to accept money from the company. Um, so, so you know, and the great you thing when have I have my job because I am the <laughs> ultimate promoter uh, in the old school sense. No, I mean the companies I work with. I, as it happens, I mean companies like Qualcomm and Intel and uh, HP and all the, all the. I mean these companies I've worked with. I actually really think they're doing fantastic work. So there's there's great alignment. Would that I work with uh, would I work with a Huawei or a company uh, that I don't believe in? No, I haven't. So there, there's some you know you have to be somewhat particular. But look, we're geeks at heart, right? And we love new tech, even if it's not great tech. I mean, it's still cool. So I you know I've I've loved, for example, all the poly devices that I've have and have played with over the years. And it, you know, there's always something new and exciting in tech. It's like constant waves of innovation and that's really what, what's most fun about social media is the constant discovery like you're always discovering like something new some new device some app some service actually i spend two hours a day on clubhouse still there's still a clubhouse called a thing and I, I i'm just chatting on a group called tech news around the world and we're just chatting about tech like new tech tech stories angles perspectives and um, there are so many people like me who are just obsessed with the the, the, the latest and greatest things. Yeah, I was too much of a too much of a video geek to get into Clubhouse. It's like, <laughs> where's the video? I want to turn it on. I want to see the it's video. But look, you know, audio, as you know, is part of the experience. And absolutely, on Clubhouse now, you wear a great headset. You have spatial audio. You almost feel like you are in the room with people. The the, the audio quality is so high, so it's pretty immersive. As uh, it's not like the old days where you and I were on conference calls all day and, you know, it's, it's like on a telephone and your, your ears would go numb after a while. You know, the, these days audio is pretty, pretty amazing. Well, I was part of the first clubhouse, you know, in the late 1970s, the CB radio. I still, radio. I still have one hooked up over here. Although what I find is when I turn it on, if I lower the squelch, let's get it down. There you go. You can, I don't know if you can hear that. The, 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 the poly noise reduction might be cutting that out, but um, you know, break one nine, anybody there? So there's nobody on anymore. So it's it's just you me are, and one. You are the last man. You are no, but there uh, actually CB is really important around the world. There are places like Ukraine 
where you know shortwave radio is like really important and and emerging countries. So yeah, th these things have a have a long life, uh, uh, especially you know when it comes to uh, you know first responders and you know sure. fire safety and all that kind of stuff. And and I believe that having experience across all the various technologies, understanding broadcasting and broadcast lighting, helps me when I'm trying to set up. You know, broadcasting, which is tremendously easy to do webcasting and narrowcasting from my house and understanding CB radio and understanding radio, you know, doing work in, you know, for broadcast radio helps me understand the importance of, of high quality audio. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's always great to take various technologies across these silos where they exist and sort of duct tape them together or gaffers tape them together. Um, and, and, well, we've and had to learn. I mean, we, we've yeah. been forced. The pandemic has really forced us to ad adopt and adapt. And one thing we've seen with social media is adoption is through the roof. Like people who were never on social all of a sudden are connecting and, and engaged. Like my my audience numbers went through the roof with the pandemic. Uh, also, you know, with AV, I mean, things like, you know, my background here, believe it or not, no, I'm not at Kennedy I'm not at, at at Kennedy Space Center here. Really? I mean, I thought you were in Mission Control. I was looking for the actually, rocket to take off. It's actually a thing called a green screen. And, awesome. Uh, I had to learn what that was. A lot of people still don't know what a green screen was. But all these technologies, including lighting, like you say, and and AV and uh, noise cancellation. I mean, you know, this is stuff you know your mother has to use now, your grandmother. Uh, so it's it's a brave new world. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because if you talk about um, things like green screen that that or, or background removal you know my this is a real background nobody would do yeah. this uh, <laughs> differently but but they're so easy now you plug in a high quality camera even if you don't have a green screen you can put in a you know a fake background um but if you have the green screen it's easier and i go back to my broadcasting days where i was operating a piece of equipment called an ultimat which which was the highest quality chroma key that you could have. I don't know if you remember there were, there were there were these uh, it was a nasal spray company that did commercials that when you sprayed your nose all the clouds would clear up in your head. So I was I was the, the engineer on that. So you know yeah the, the the and you know you take these these multi tens of thousands of dollar boxes which are now done in your PC. Um, and it's amazing. I cut my chops on a lot of that at Bloomberg because you know we learned to do broadcasting on things that weren't traditionally broadcast. Um, and now anybody with a camera and a light and a PC can be putting out webcasts and podcasts and, and everybody, anybody is. No, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I do live streaming now with clients and I get 2 million uh, reach uh, on those kind of videos. So, and so, yeah, we're, we're each a mini media empire, building a media empire here. Speaking of which um, events, are you, are you back? Are you going back? And I know you've been out quite a bit um so so we are back with events um the next one coming up that i'm personally going to be at is cedia expo in dallas uh the last two days of september first day of october i'm going to be uh, uh chairing uh the work from home education panel you know all of the wow. various technologies coming from home and then hopefully evan you know accounting on it this uh this january you and i are you going to be back in vegas you're going to finally come back to CDS? yes yes i'm i'm uh i'm ready i'm ready I, I got so many boosters. I don't know what to do. Yes, I'm going <laughs> no, to I want an, I want another booster. I've had I've had two vaccinations and two boosters, but I'm waiting for the new booster to come out. That's going to be a good the, one. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah. thinking it's going to be a nice cocktail. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see just what's left of my arm and what's hey, my booster. Joe Biden and an 80, a 79 year old man can do it. I'm ready to get out there. But I think CES will be great. And maybe yeah. who knows some international travel that would be fun 
crazy thing to do. Absolutely. It's, you know, other than just in our hemisphere, it would actually be really interesting. I did get to Barcelona earlier this year, and I was lucky. I haven't wow. caught COVID since then. The only time I had COVID was I had some surgery in January, and I caught it at the hospital. So, you know, it was no funny. figure. They, yeah. they took oh. out a piece. They took out a piece of me, and they gave me COVID in exchange. So it kind of worked out just fine. Um, so. Before we go go too far past this, you just recently had a, had a wonderful experience, right? You just uh, got married again, and uh, you want to tell yes. us about uh, how uh, that we went? Got and... married in Boston, Irma Rastagaiva and I, and um, it was a very social wedding because I had lots of people like me who are into uh, social media and uh, and business tech and and you know it's it's funny it's it's the one day I tweeted less than any other day <laughs> i was expecting it to be live streamed i was disappointed i know i thought yeah i had my i, did, I had my I barely took my camera out of course we had a professional photographer so it's ironic the one day that was sort of my spotlight our spotlight i was i was not really tweeting at all so go figure but yeah we're, we've moved in very very happy and uh, our new house you know we we bought a new house together which meant, you know, building uh, something from the ground up in terms of AV and networking, and so that's been a fun experience. And I wrote a little article about that. Yes, uh, in the in the magazine that we do with the Commercial Integrator, Collaboration Today and Tomorrow. Go to commercialintegrator.com, um, and for the Cedia Expo, which is September, it'll be in the September issue. Thank you. It's a great article. Well, and it reminded me how not just important connectivity is, but if you, if you have a bigger house, how difficult it is actually get coverage across your whole home so all of a sudden i was researching you know mesh networking and extenders and all, all kinds of technology finally i think i nailed it so you'll be seeing some better quality videos coming out too well you know it drives me crazy that you know when i bought my house uh 20 something years ago um i thought i was really cool that i was running you know cat six to all of the rooms in the house so that you know for resale if everyone wanted to sell the house we would have this internet and now all of a sudden you know everything's wireless nobody cares i got three routers in the house well, wireless work. plus now i mean this isn't a new house but new construction they're putting ethernet in everywhere like yeah. natively so it's basically an office <laughs> so it's it's very very brave new world when it comes to the devices then you got the apple and the google and the amazon devices trying to get them to talk to each other no, or been, not talk to each other you know or not yeah, interfere exactly. um, all right so so i normally close out these interviews on any of the, the webcasts that i do or podcasts that i do asking the person that i'm talking to how would somebody find you and get in touch with you i mean i think for you the answer is just turn on a damn computer right There's, there really isn't <laughs> and hard in that but let's let's be a little bit narrower narrower in the conversation let's ask if you if, if there was an organization or a company that would like to use your services to help promote their brand or their product or their news how would they reach out to you to get your attention the quickest if you don't know this i'm kind of a big deal uh, i'm not sure if you realize that but um no that was a favorite uh, quote of mine from anchorman um yeah just go to the twitters evan kerstell and, and go to LinkedIn. I, I'd like more connections, more engagement on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's a much more interesting platform these days than Twitter, actually. So yeah, Evan Kerstell at LinkedIn. But is that the best way for them to actually get reach out to you one-on-one -on -one if somebody wants yeah, to like say, hey, Evan, I'd like me, to- Follow me. My DMs are open, as they say. So uh, somebody can go onto Twitter and LinkedIn and send you a message and you will reply. Yes, yes, that's- you, you can tell you haven't dated in, in 30 or 40 years, because when you say your DMs are open, that means anyone can can reach no, out. No, no, I, I know what it meant. I'm trying to get you to say it so that everybody everybody would be aware. You know, it's not a plug unless we do the plug yeah. right. There we go. Okay. 
and tag uh, me on your favorite articles and news and I will respond. That's awesome. And I hope to see you again very soon, uh, um, if not before then at CES next year. And um, I appreciate you sharing the information. One last question before we go. What if somebody wanted to be you other than you? And I don't mean to, you know, marry Ir uh, Irma. I, I just mean, what if somebody wanted to do what you do for a living? How would you suggest they start out? You know, really just, just show up, um, push the button. If it's video, write. If it's blogging, tweet. I mean, the key is just every day, day in, day out, or hour in, hour out, in my case, being consistent, showing up and engaging. It's not rocket science. There's no like uh, hack or silver bullet. It, it really is just putting yourself out there in a meaningful way and engaging. And it's just time and time's effort. You know, there's no real shortcut. I've been What's doing this social thing for over a decade. Um, and you have to really enjoy it. You have to enjoy connecting with people and discovery and and then and that kind of thing. What smart device do you use to stay in touch with things when you're traveling? Which smart? What 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 phone? What mobile? What do you use? I have, all, your phone? I, I have all the mobiles. I have uh, iPhone with eSIMs, so I have AT and T, Verizon, and uh, T-Mobile eSIMs in my device, so I can get bonded actually all three carriers and pick the best one to roam on. And so is that, that is the iPhone what you use to stay in touch with the social platforms when you're not? Uh, I have an Android and, and an iPhone. Yes. So you carry them um, both. I'm a big fan of all the things. <laughs> awesome. I don't like to be overseas without connectivity. That's my one. Uh, I hear you. Principle, you should see so. this thing I just uh, put up when I was staying at a, uh, <laughs> one of the all inclusives in the Bahamas and they said their internet wasn't working and said it was my fault. It's like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Two iPads, an iPhone, and three computers. It's not my fault, guys. Don't argue <laughs> with smart, smart enough to know that. Yeah, yeah, and Starlink. So when they have that for mobile, I'm going to be in. So thanks so much. Thank for, you, Evan. I really appreciate you, you joining us here. Fun. And and for uh, for everyone at Aviation TV, I'm your host, David Danto. We will see you on the next episode of Connected. Only uh, three more to go before we hit 50. Take care.